0: <laughs> Isn't that badass though?
1: It's so badass.
0: Like, do you would you listen to this?
1: Yeah, I would.
0: This gets right. Probably make me speed. This gets me right fired up. We're actually getting lyrics put into this here, too. So
1: Nice.
0: It's gonna be like nice. Welcome to you on the throat" or something like that. I don't yeah. know. We're yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Alright, welcome back to another episode of On the Throne with Dick, and shout out to Senjin Boychuck. That guy's everywhere, and he's killing it, and thanks for the intro-outro music, I love it. Um, with us today is special guest Mo, uh hey. a Lil Mama.
1: <laughs> How's it going?
0: Oh, good, how are you? Good. Just rocking those pigtails, hey?
1: Well, oh, you gotta have like it like it. that when you're working around a vac, man, you don't want your hair sucked in.
0: Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's... Hey, it's crazy um, how I actually found you, or we found each other, I guess. Um, I don't remember her name. I don't see her much anymore, but she was your swamper.
1: Um. Okay, so Jenny.
0: Yeah, Jenny. Yes. Jenny, yeah.
1: Yeah. She was my, but you know what? She's done, and I'm going to do a big shout out to her. So she, we were pipeline in this winter, and I just stopped the truck, and I was like, yo, you're driving. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're driving, you're, you're going. And she's like, well, what? And I'm like, when you hit the highway, you better stop or you better turn on the highway. The highway. And like, whatever. She's like, I'm never taking the truck. And I'm like, I don't care, go. And, uh, we pipeline for the rest of the winter and she came home and our company paid for her class one. So she went and got her class one and, uh, she's down in Hanover you know, so it's good.
0: So she, she left you. Yeah, gutter clap, Like, you're you, you you're like, hey, take the reins, baby girl, it's time.
1: Well, because, I, you know, I'm a big, big fan of women stepping out of their comfort zones and doing that. Um, I'm a huge supporter, and you want to do it, you can do it. It's going to be scary as hell. It sure as hell is going to be scary. But you're going to be able to do it, and you're going to get good at it, and you're going to fuck it up, too. Oh, you're going to fuck it up morally. But That's at the end the of the day, part. you're going to be able to go out there and do it. And she was scared. She had an experience on a truck that wasn't real good. And she said to me, I've never been out of second or third gear or something. And I said, Fucking go. I can drive the truck from this side of the truck, too. And if we go in the rhubarb, we go in the rhubarb. It's, fun. it's winter. <laughs> like, you know, going to go on that fast. And after that, I just said, Go and do it. Go. And I suggested, don't get a class three. Be- Class one, it's recession proof. You can haul groceries if you're tired of and You can do whatever, and, and our company paid for it and put her through, and she passed, man. So she's down there right now. They're giving her a run with another operator, but she's operating the truck, driving the truck, doing all of that, and she's making miles now.
0: Good for her, and I love yeah that opportunity. That's amazing.
1: It's it's important, man. It's it important. Is. It mm-hmm. is. You
0: know, I I kind of. I'm I'm just a swamper. So like and I'm happy that way, right? And like I wanna go get my class three sometimes. And then there's other times where like I could barely keep a pickup truck between the dishes. So you know what I mean? Well,
1: the thing the thing with that is I wouldn't tell you to go get your class three. I would tell you to go get your class one. If you're gonna invest the time in learning to drive a heavy haul truck, okay, if you're gonna do that, why not be able to drive all of them? So maybe one day you're not going to want to be on a vac or a hydrovac or any of that kind of equipment or a combo unit or whatever, and you want to go and haul groceries around Edmonton, which, by the way, welcome to Edmonton.
0: Hey. Uh,
1: uh, you know, and be at home with your family more, and you start running groceries around the city and, and doing that, then you have that as an opportunity. Or when your babies are all grown and you and your lady want to go on the road, get your class one, run. If you're going to invest the time, in learning to drive or getting your license, I'm sure you can drive. I'm sure that you can. Then get your class one. That would well, be yeah. what I would say to you.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking about it a little bit. And then there are times where it's like, you know what? I don't want that extra responsibility either, right? Like, I'm sure. happy as a swamper. We've talked about sure. it before. I get to sleep, right? That's a lot of extra responsibility. And as a swamper, amen. I get in that seat, and it's like NyQuil, right? Mm. I'm, I'm out. It's it's like sleeping pills. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. out, right? And I'm doing all the work anyway, so I get to have a nap. <laughs> so,
1: that's... See, that's um, on my truck, and if you ever get to talk to Jenny, and she'll tell you, I'm a, I'm a hard team player. Like, you're not doing all the work. We're separating the work. We're doing 50-50. If you dug all day, and and in, or whatever, I'm gonna get out and wash my own truck out. And a lot of people are like, What? No, they just put all that debris on. I'm gonna go take it off because we're gonna split it. We're supposed to be a team. So that's, that is literally how I do things.
0: Amen to that. I love that. Um, yeah. Where in, you, you live in Edmonton too? Uh huh. Nice. Whereabouts in Edmonton? What area, I guess I should say? So uh-huh. I'm in the
1: oh. South Side. Oh. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. So I'm in the, I'm, side. I'm in the south side beating. of Edmonton. I'm really close to Nisku.
1: Um, That's where my shop is. And I'm not a city girl, man. I um, was born and raised small town. Uh, so being in the city is not my jam. I want to be out. I want to be quiet. I want to know my neighbors. I don't want to hear gunshots, those kind of things. So I kind of stayed it outside.
0: Yo, so you live on the south side. I just moved to the north side. Oh. Technically, right now, we're breaking some rules. We're breaking yeah. Well, code. yes. We're breaking code, okay? Um, okay? My coworker lives down the street from me, and uh, he's like, I can't remember what he said to me, but he's like, "Welcome to the North Side, bitch." And uh, I'm like, "That's not. That's not even the first thing I'm worried about right now. I'm working on my aim, right? Like that's, yeah, you know." And and he thought that was pretty funny, but yeah, no. Hey, where I moved to is super cheap, like. I could buy a couple houses in the area before they go and 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 explode and get get crazy expensive, right? Man, what like I wish I would have known about this area. Last time I lived in Edmonton. This is my second go around. I lived in oh, Edmonton okay. for six for six years. So we lived in Edmonton for six years. We moved back to Ontario for a bit, mm-hmm. and then we when when I was trying to convince my wife to go back to Alberta. Uh, I thought it was gonna be a fight, but she's like Calgary. So, okay, let's do it. So we went to Calgary for two years, and then we spent almost every weekend in Edmonton. Yeah. For like those two years. We were always in Edmonton. We we're spending less money on Airbnbs. And she's like, Hey, do you want to move back to Edmonton? It's just easier. And I and I feel more at home there. And I'm like, Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I, absolutely. I've just been waiting for you to say something, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh here we are, back in the, yeah. back in Yeg.
1: Well, to see the see that that I wouldn't do, I and it doesn't You know, it's cheap for a reason on the north side. That's...
0: They're they're gentrifying the area right now. They spent the last couple of years cleaning it up. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're 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 bringing in, and I don't know how to say it without sounding bad. They're bringing in more families like mine. Sure. To sure to you know change the culture in the area to change yeah. the you know what I mean and um and it's working you know what I mean um there's a lot of old people that live so once you go off one eighteen and you start going down um so east west as soon as you start heading south down down off one eighteen down the down the side streets it's quiet. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's it's there's nothing wrong with it. I don't hear anything. They're building a lot of nice houses like right around my area. Yeah, so it's kind of like they're getting ready for something different. Yeah,
1: that's good though. I think that it I mean everything's bound to expand. Everything's going to grow. Um and 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 doing that like you said taking the time to clean it up or try to clean it up to the best of their ability to make it more welcoming to a young family or family with young children you know like you don't you know you're in your family you work away you know you want to know that they're going to be they're going to be good that they're going to be okay to be there too right yep
0: yep and and Mm. so There was a lot of crime in my neighborhood in Calgary, right? Not a lot, but there was still some. And we lived in a gated community uh, with a private lake. And a lot of the NHLers in the area lived around the lake. And I lived a block away. And there was still
1: shit that happened.
0: Yeah. There's
1: always, there's always, no matter where you go. No matter, I was in camp in Fox Creek and there was craziness. The stabbing cabin. (laughs) Pardon?
0: The stabbing cabin. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I lived on the west side of Edmonton uh, by West Ed Mall for six years. Oh, wow. A guy got got, got shot and killed 40 feet from my door. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, shit happens everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it it does. It's not my jam. That's why I try to stay on the outskirts. I keep moving, like, further and further outside of the city so that I'm not close oh, so if i don't have to go downtown i never do you we're won't from, ever catch me in and around
0: there we're from toronto originally so we're mm-hmm. we, we're concrete jungle people right mm-hmm. and and uh one day maybe we can live on an acreage i'd like that but you know we got to be at least within 10 to 15 minutes of a winners that's just my wife is 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 basic white girl yeah white, white girl uh well, how is that it, it, yeah, it's whatever. It's it's a basic white girl thing, and and she gets her Starbucks. Well, she doesn't really drink oh, yeah. Starbucks anymore, but she gets her Starbucks. She goes to Winners, Walmart, the mall. Yeah. We're good. We're Gucci. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty interesting. Um, do you got kids? I do.
1: I have one daughter. You? How old? She's twenty two.
0: Shut the front door. What were yeah, you, like, 18? She, pardon? Were you, like, 18?
1: Well, okay, so that's a different story. So she's my stepdaughter.
0: Okay, okay. Uh,
1: but uh, but here, he, but I met her when she was four, and I was 24, 20... Yeah, I was, like, 23, 24 when I met her. Um, and her mom was not in any capacity to be a mother oh, okay. um and so I was her full-time mom I still am her full-time mom like um but yeah she's 22 and it's amazing. yeah
0: yeah it's Amazing. I, lo- I love hearing that stuff so um the podcast we're at like 30 something episodes by the time this one comes out I guess that's be, so exciting I think 30 now and for the most part we've had a few women on but like for the most part it's been a complete sausage fest so I'm trying to turn all of August. I got to put five episodes out in August. I'm trying to make August all about the women, all about the nice. blue collar women. So uh, you'd be the second one, and and the first one is also a stepmom, and, nice. and just and you know what? That I love I love seeing that. You know, like I didn't I had a stepmom uh, growing up uh, for like 18 years. My parents were uh, six when I got uh, when they got divorced. And then my dad and the next door neighbor got together. And I'm pretty sure they were together before that happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's pictures of my kindergarten grad with my parents still together. And she's at the kindergarten grad for some reason. Mm -mm. Daddy's got some training (laughs) to do. That's so terrible. Yeah. And so she was there for 18 years of my life. But she was not a great stepmom. She was not. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, you know what? A lot of that had to do with my dad, though, too. He Mm -hmm. was also a shitty person. He was also a shitty person to her. Shitty husband and everything to her. Mm. So, like, she kind of walked into older kids, right? I was six. And and then my younger sisters, I might have been seven. They were, like, a little younger. So she walked into a shitty situation. And it was just years and years of kids that looked at her as, like, hey, you can't tell me what to do. Good luck. Right. Right. And yeah, uh, yeah. I she lives in Red Deer now. Actually, this was in Ontario. She lives in Red Deer. My sister was just here, and that's uh, her mom. And like, we don't talk, but she's been to my house to visit when my sister was there. Oh yeah. And and we kind of joke around about the past, but we we don't talk outside of that. Like, there's yes. a lot of bad beef there, so.
1: And that, it is hard. Like Alex, if at four, if I hadn't facilitated an image for her of her mom, she would never have remembered her mom. And, but I'm not that kind of person because I'm not, I'm not your birth mom. You're going to know who I am. You're going to have all the options available to you to make your decisions. But, and I'm going to be honest about this, her dad and I, he facilitated that as well. Do you know what I mean? He facilitated growing that relationship uh, between me and her and allowing that to, to come to furrow, allowing me to step into that role as being her full-time mom, though I wasn't her mom, per se. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and it, it allowed the dynamic at home because she was full-time in our home. She never... She didn't, she had random access because her mom was in and out of rehab, like really terrible situation, Um, would go missing for six months and then all of a sudden reappear and be rehabilitated and want a piece of everybody's life and then disappear again. Um, But he did facilitate that in order for our relationship to be the way it is. She doesn't look to anybody else for that parental role, but also she was a little bit younger where your memory if I wasn't, like I said, facilitating that relationship or image that you, that I'm not your mom, I'm your stepmom, and we built it up, but you also have a mom, whatever that is, however that looks. Uh, you she gave birth to you. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, here's your here's your options in that. You know, do that. But her mom, her actual mom, will just blames me for everything not her coke addiction just you know like the the i was the one who ruined her
0: relationship with her child well honestly you have given her a great role model because Mm. i don't know anybody watches your videos and and what i see when i watch your videos you know like you're badass right like you're you, you got this rough and tough exterior, right? And I think that that might be something you've had to maybe put on as a woman in, in the industry. I don't, I don't oh,
1: know. A hundred percent. Everybody will say to you, and they will say, I have an RBF when I'm at work. Like, it is a brutal. They will tell you that I look mean as fuck. You, I'm not approachable at work unless it's about work. So if you're my straw, you're my foreman, you're a sight soup. You're coming to talk to me about a job that needs to get done, awesome. And I'm gonna jump out of bed like, hey baby, what's going on? You want to be? in. You need me to suck your whole, hole? Let's go. But when I when you what until you've made that initial contact with me, because I have I have to do that. I have to wear oversized coveralls. Everybody asks me that. Why don't your coveralls fit? You'll I wear baggy coveralls. Because if I don't, it elicits an entirely different response i want i'm there i'm going to do that job no i don't want to be more sexualized than any woman uh, in in a in blue collar industry already is and i will have that rough and tough i don't tolerate bad behavior i don't tolerate inappropriate comments i'm going yeah. to do a job whether i'm working by myself with a male swamper or with a female swamper i'm there to do that job and at the end of the day, if I'm not, if you're going to make comments and they it's unruly the stuff that goes on. But if you're going to do that, then I'm going to, I lash out. I don't tolerate it. Yeah. You not got by your, a you little bit. Your,
0: yeah. You stand your ground and you're like, hey, I'm not the
1: one. Yeah. No. Right. Don't, no. I'm not
0: the one you fuck with here today. No, no. no and
1: it's, it's funny too, because like. I've had people, I've had drill teams that have seen me out. We've gone out um, for dinner. So I put my blue jeans on. I put my hair down. Most people don't see me with my hair down. They, I have, a, I wear a gator on my uh, hair over top of my braids. I, if I don't have a ball cap on, I'll have a gator on. Uh, They don't ever see me with my hair down They don't ever see me without a ball cap or whatever When I walked out To go for dinner at a Boston pizza And they're like The guys are like what is going on And I am like What is your problem Like literally do you want a picture Like is that what you need And he was like I didn't realize that was under your coveralls And I'm like get the fuck away from me Like Like, I don't even want to talk to you anymore Like gross
0: You know what I mean (laughs) you even you even respond to comments like that in your videos you know you, you you post a reply and you're like hey fuck off
1: well because like at the end of the day and i'll 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 take fox creek as a prime example so not last winter the winter before i spent all winter in fox creek when i arrived at camp and i think but i think I was gun can house like 100 or 150
0: people something like that it's out there anyway or they are. Pardon? Expanded. I think they just expanded or they are expanding. Okay. Yeah.
1: I arrived and I was one of four females, aside from some of the camp staff, that was working in Fox Creek on the pipeline, staying in camp as a worker. One, so imagine you walk into the mess hall, into the dining room, and it is literally a sea of men. If I'm not ready to stand up or defend myself or bark back and and tell you, you're not allowed to say that, you're not allowed to talk to me, you wanna talk to me, you wanna shoot the shit about work, I'll shoot the shit about work all day long. You wanna get fired up about somebody that made a mistake or you're pissed off because we had to work long or whatever the case might be, sure, we'll do that. But the instant you start saying some derogatory or something about how women don't belong in that field, How are you doing this job with your nails? Are you even capable? Like it's it's beyond my room number is I I mean it can just it snowballs. It's terrible.
0: Yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked. That's fucked up. The whole room number is thing. Like you get that a lot.
1: Um, yeah.
0: That's fucked up.
1: I had I uh, I was pipelining in Pinocchio this last winter and I somebody found me on Instagram and then DM'd me the hotel that they were staying at and their room number and said swing by, Jesus. and I was like, how about you swing by and tell your wife because if you don't, I will.
0: <laughs> oh shit! Do you think like some of those guys are they're not they, they wouldn't actually follow through with that right? They're just talking shit.
1: You know, I haven't ever put that to trial or error.
0: Yeah, don't do that either. Uh, but I, I'm just I'm just wondering because a lot of guys are all talk,
1: right? Oh, sure. If I, I mean, for sure, some of them are probably like, oh, I bet you couldn't say that or they've seen me and how I act when I'm at work. Or I bet you couldn't get her to say something or put her guard down for sure. They're going to be putting on and doing little like coy I want to see what I can get back and forth or how yeah. far I can push that boundary. Right. Yeah.
0: That, that's what I was going with because like, yeah, you, you do, you know, you emulate that, right. You're pretty mm-hmm. hard into that. And I love it. I love it because you know, like, like some of the shit that uh, like people say to you in the comment session. And like, from what I hear other dudes say, like in person, it's just like, man, are you fucking for real? Like, 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 my coworker my one coworker she tells me shit that some of the guys on the crew have said to her and i was like that dude really mm. i don't see that and to you like the fuck how do you get how do you even get the balls to say that to someone
1: well and i don't i don't know if it's they're trying to look tough or if they're trying to show off or even if that's how they truly feel of the time, sometimes older guys are really, like, the older generation, I mean, like, your dad, almost grandpas, have a hard time with it. I get it. I get it from them. I get it from them when they say, like, do you really think that you need to be doing this job? Like, isn't there something that you could be doing that's different? Or I don't think a woman should be doing that. Because in their case, they, they, they literally didn't. And women just didn't do it then. They were working hard jobs at home or whatever, but they they weren't going out into the workforce that way. But the new generation, when you're seeing more women in blue collar um, positions, you're seeing them be outside of the home while still trying to raise their family, while still trying to um, support themselves or, or, or whatever might be the case for them. But to have them be saying things like that, I had some dude who literally—it was a motor hand on a drill—who—who who came up to the side of my truck, and we were working nights. And he's like, there, "There's no place in the oil field for nails." And I literally looked at him and I said, "Don't you think that I should decide that because they're on my body?" Oh shit! And he, I, I posted about it too on my TikTok because. He didn't stop. So um, before you started and I had my class one. I was working for a rig moving company. And COVID um, took out that rig moving company. We saw a lot of loss in COVID as well, right? So I, I went from that to hydracking. But he he saw them bring in, and I was running a hydrovack and running a water truck for that drill in the middle of the night. And they brought in a bigger water truck for me. So they brought in one that was a tri-drive and not a tandem. And he goes, oh, they're giving you practice on a tri-drive. And I looked at him. And I was like, buddy, I I could bring your whole unit in here. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you need that 400-barrel up. I'll do it for you. And he's, like, looking at me. And I'm like, I don't need practice on a tri-drive. Like, please. And then he was like, oh okay (laughs) i'm like no
0: it's brutal sometimes does it ever get like mentally exhausting like having to like continuously like defend yourself that way
1: so in some cases it gets it gets to the point where i'm like now i would just want to say that you're doing it just to be rude right we have enough women in the industry now we have enough women that are truck drivers welders Equipment operators. It doesn't. It, we have enough of them doing blue collar jobs um, in construction, whether whatever that might be, that we're to this point where I'm just like, all right, now you're just saying it to be a dick. Like literally, you're just saying it for what to to give yourself some sort of gratification, or are you threatened by me? Is that is that what it comes down to? Now you need to say something. Because you're threatened by what a female... Not me, necessarily. But what a female might be doing in the industry different from what you would. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And I know... And I've talked about this before. When I come on site and there's a female there, or, like, a, a woman, um, you know, I, I am... My my A-game... I'm bringing my A-game because I know she's bringing hers, right? And, like, I know she's going to kick my ass and, and, and we got to... she it's it's um healthy competition i guess maybe right we're we're elevating each other right yeah and and i do that with guys too and i've said that before where like you know um if there's another guy on site and i know he's working his balls off i'm also gonna be doing it too because you know in my mind i want to be the hardest working guy on site yeah. I want to be that guy. I, I, I am not going to get kicked off site today before that guy or that person. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I yeah.
1: know that um, for me, because I just, I don't, I also don't, I like to be girly. Come on now. Like I, I like to get done at when I'm not at work. Like, I, I mean, I work today. I probably still have mud in my hair, but I like to get done at. So when I go to work and I'm, I'm hard and i'm i'm there to do the job um, i don't necessarily also emulate that really feminine where they might be able to in, like come in and push those boundaries but i also i've worked around the area long enough and there's not a ton of female operators that they, they already are knowing who I am or like requesting that I'm going on that job or going over, you know what I mean? So then there there's that. And you start to build your pipeline family, your oil field family, because you're seeing similar faces all the time. Yep. And then there's ones that support it and ones that get angry because you outwork them
0: and look better. So that's um, speaking of the, the, the pipeline oil field family, TikTok's been really good for that. Mm. Um, you know, uh one person who kind of reminds me of you, and you remind me of her, mudslut, right? Like you guys, yes, are, yeah. you guys are kind of, you know, you you got the nails, and hey, you want to comment on the nails? I'll show you how it's done with nails. I
1: love it. Um, lots of people. If I had a dollar, and I made a post about it too. If I had a dollar for every time I had somebody ask me how I do my job with my nails. I wouldn't have to hydract because I'd literally be a millionaire. And when they see me take my glove off and slam my hand into my eight inch to fucking pull a rock out because it's jammed off or something's gone on and they're like, what's going on? Like, they're just there. I like them because I am feminine and I, I, I do want to look feminine too, but, um, it's just who I, who me, you know what I mean? Like, that's just what I've always done, but they're always shocked. When the gloves come off and I'm signing paperwork, and they're like, "What? What was that? How do you do that job?" Right?
0: You, you get yeah. some consultants sometimes too. They just look uh, and they're like, "Whoa!"
1: Yeah, consultants, because I'm always signing the paperwork, right? So then yeah. they're like, "How do you do this?" And I often say, "I'm not a little bitch." First of all, I'm gonna work with my nails, uh, and then afterwards, the shock value of that just wears off, and I'm like, honestly, I'd hurt myself more if I didn't have my nails. Than I do having my nails. I do not break my nails hydracking. I do break my nails opening a can of Pepsi though. But <laughs> hydracking. <laughs> I don't. So that,
0: um, yeah. Yeah. No. I, and I fucking. I just love seeing it. You know. Like it's just. I love it. I, I love your fero- very ferociousness. Your ferocity. I, what the fuck yeah. is the word? I don't even know what the word is. But Yeah. Your ferociousness. Is that a word? Yes. That's a word.
1: That's a word. I think it's a, both of them in, in my opinion, were very valid words. And I understood what you were saying. What do
0: we know? <laughs> we're, we work
1: in the oil fields. We're, we're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what everybody's. That's I get like, I've heard so many things about hydroactors. They're the carnies of the pipeline. They're always like these grubby. And, and it's true though. Like I will go to work and I, when I, when I, done sometimes, sometimes I'm covered head to toe there was no way I could stop that from happening no nope. whatever
0: nope I <laughs> I love it right and like I've made that the focus of a lot of my videos I won't make the video until I'm covered yeah right I'm like yeah you know it yeah this is good enough let's fucking make it right yeah and it yeah. does better because you're dirty you're cut you yeah. got your PPE on and 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 the algorithm pushes that right so, yeah Yeah, I could literally say anything I wanted to in a video and people would look beyond that and be like, you're grubby, you're dirty as fuck, what's wrong with you? And it's like, "Yeah, oh, cool, you just missed the point of the video, but all right. Yes,
1: that's fair. (laughs) I don't get a lot, like, I, I have posted and I don't post. Like, I just post sometimes when I'm like, oh, I'm not a continuous, like, Everyday poster, and then sometimes I'm so freaking busy I don't even have time to use the washroom, so I don't have time to TikTok. Like,
0: yep, yep. There's days the way it where goes. there's days where I've been in mud tanks cleaning the mud tanks, and and I got nothing. I can't leave, so I just I go right then and there. Right, I just yeah pull down the cubbies and I don't shit in there, but I, I do piss right. So, well,
1: that's the luxury of having the equipment that you have versus the equipment that I have. True. So true. Like I have to get half naked, so wherever I'm doing it, if I'm in my coveralls and all my PPE, it's all got to come off. And a lot of people are like they're like thoroughly confused when we when I'm like, no, it's minus thirty six. Where do you you don't have a porta potty for me? And I'm gonna get down on all my layers, or we're we're going. There's no porta potties. There's no washroom. There's no no anything like. I can't just whip it out and go. Because then they'll be looking at me like, that's weird. You should put your cookie away. (laughs) You didn't want those comments. Don't whip it out. You know what I mean?
0: So I've also also heard from a lot of, like, um, employers, um, you know, that they prefer women operators because women typically are more gentle or easier on the equipment. And they won't break it, they spend less money on mechanical shit.
1: So, I mean, that's yes and no. Because depending on the equipment that you just have in general, how it's going to run, how it's going to operate, do I go through and have my be calling my mechanic all the time? No. Do is there wear and tear that happens? 110%. Um, do like right now, my my truck just the blower is gone. Um, there's like filings and stuff in it which means the bearing's going to let go yeah. very soon um, can I can I control that can I stop that no am I able to visually see it feel it or hear it no so there's no way for me to predict that that's going to happen it's just going to happen um, do I go and get pissy and rifle tools down the right of way or around the lease that I'm working on no have I seen men do it 110% um, but do I see women being less Rammy? Mm, maybe you didn't have to drive on the big stone or Tony main. So you kind of have to, you know, like there's a place for that gentleness too. Right. Yeah.
0: Yep. The big stone or the Tony Maine and spring during spring breakup. Ooh. Ah, yeah. <laughs>
1: no, it's it, like is way worse than oh, buddle, yeah. buddle, it oh, is yeah. like I've you are flinging mud and you are hoping you are just hoping that you don't have to grab a gear so that you don't lose any of that momentum and traction that you have. And nobody wants to chain up in the mud, let's be honest. We have to, we
0: have to, but
1: we don't want to chain up in the mud. I don't
0: want to chain up anytime, <laughs> but, I don't. I don't want to chain up ever, but it is what it is. You know, what usually when I'm with a new guy, a new driver, and I'm training him and we're like coming up to a point where I know like, yeah, we should probably chain up. He's like, hey, I heard about this. I should chain up here. I'm like, man, I spent the last little bit with you. You're good. Give her. He's going up to Tony Tower. It's like, man, you're you're good. Give her. You'll know if we need to put him on. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: you'll, yeah.
0: You'll know. You'll know. It only happens once. Don't worry.
1: That's um, right. <laughs>
0: uh usually though like it's when i'm you know being the passenger princess and i'm having a nap oh no and and it's time to wake up put your hands on i'm like buddy we're good let's just get going we made it we made it almost all the way into sight one time and we're like five minutes away and then he turns up this hill and it's like just an ice icy block of like shit (laughs) and uh he's like fuck we should put chains on i'm like dude this is where i agree so like we got out and um i can't remember how that happened so he uh got his he put his chains on and they got stuck in the axle and we're sitting there i'm like hey move forward a little bit and i pulled it out move forward a little Uh bit pulled it out move forward a little bit and we and we did that for a little bit and and then it got to the point where you know we had left with enough time where we were going to be like 20 minutes early. We ended up being 10 minutes late. Nice. It was like, damn, man, hey, you know, <laughs> new record. Awesome.
1: Right. Well, and that's the scary thing about your chains lining up and in, in, in around your axle and in, in between your duels. <clears throat> Most people, and in that minute, you're going to get frustrated. You're feeling the time crunch. It's probably cold. And if it's not cold, you're wet and muddy um and chains are designed to tighten up and strengthen under stress so like yarding on them isn't going to help your situation so getting frustrated or trying to like get them out as quickly as you can it just won't happen you gotta like tinkle them you gotta like just just jiggle them just a little bit and get them to move or call a mechanic and pull that wheel off but nobody wants to do that either
0: I remember uh, one of the first times I ever chained up, we were going down the Simonette Uh and it was uh, fall. So the Simonette shit by this point. And um, we were in a semi back and my driver's like, okay, get out, put them on the back. And, you know, I'm like, okay, like you meant the back axle. Right. So, but what I did was I took mine to the back of the trailer of the semi-back and uh there's like this much room and i got him in there somehow i put him on and he comes around he's like dude he's like i met the fucking back axle right and i'm like oh my bad but he looks he's like i'm not even mad i'm impressed you got him in there like good yeah. for you right he's like now you gotta take him out though <laughs> and um that was I don't know, four years ago and I still yeah. hear about that every day. Oh, right. everyone's <laughs> like, "Hey, at least I didn't try to chain up the back tires on a trailer." <laughs> like, right. Oh, oh, okay. Thanks, man.
1: So then, how long have you been doing this in this
0: industry? So, in the back side of things, mm-hmm. uh, this little five years.
1: Wow,
0: five years now yeah i've been in the past for 12 doing the back side of stuff for five so yeah
1: nice yeah i
0: hate it <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i don't actually hate it um i i do love it there are times where it's trying oh it's my not god hard it's not hard it's tedious
1: yeah yeah
0: right it is cleaning mud tanks and minus forty getting the invert and shit. It's tedious. Yada yada yada. I don't mind it though. I like it. I don't like getting covered in invert, and I don't like inhaling some of those chemicals. But um, I like the work, and I like training people. I, I train a lot of the new drivers. I train. I've been there forever, and there's been a ton of turnover. Right. So yeah, uh, I I love it. I love it. I really do.
1: <laughs> That's I really good. Do love and. It. I agree with the trying. I literally just did, we were just doing a job for Pembina and the ground conditions were, which is something like I don't have to deal with being covered in invert or being covered or inhaling. Well, sometimes depending on where I am, plant work can be a bit doing that. You're inhaling chemicals. You don't want to, but, yeah. um, but my ground conditions, they, it was like, I could have, it caved in so bad. I could have put my whole truck in there. Um, and it was just one of those jobs where we had to keep it small and tight and we were going like three and a half meters, four meters in the ground. So a lot of people, when we talk about that too, when I, when I talk about like how big a depth is, when you look at an overpass and it's five and a half or 4.2 meters from the top of the overpass to the top of the roadway. That's, that's high. That's, that's a big, that's a, that's a lot of space.
0: That's over I six feet, that it?
1: big. And yeah. people are like, whoa. And then they've got this into perspective for them when I'm like, yeah, I'm like six meters in the ground. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, think about an overpass. That's like when you're driving under an overpass, that's deeper than, a, than that overpass with yeah. my wand. Um, and this ground was just horrible. And I looked at my supervisor, I'm like, this is going to be the one. This is going to be a job. And he's like, what? and I'm like, it's going to be the job. It's gonna be the one that I'm like. Here's my notice. Here's the truck keys. I am done. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: but. I've had a few of those. I've had a few of those where it's like, yeah, you know, I go back to Cav and I'm like packing it in today. But this is the yeah, day. This, this is, is it. Day. yeah. Mainly after like a 40 hour rig tank cleaning. Right, mm. and it's, it's 40 hours on site. You've seen the rig crew come and go three different times, and you're just oh, you just want to like grab someone and choke them, yes. and um. I, I go back to my room. There are days, you know, like that. Like I always say, like sometimes the lifestyle will get you down mentally. Sometimes it'll get you down physically. One or the other. Then there's days where it gets you down both at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And 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 those are those are the trying times. Those are the days yeah. where you gotta really dig deep, right? You gotta really dig deep to to want to keep going. And and actually, that's that's really that that that's um, I I heard a quote a couple of years ago, it said the oil field has given me more than just money. It's compensated me in more than just money. It's taught me the value of, uh, going and doing something bigger than myself. It's taught Mm -hmm. me the value of camaraderie. It's taught me the value of putting your feet on the floor and getting ready, even when you don't want to, it's getting out of bed when you just can't. Right. And, and, and that's, that's what it's taught me and and that that stuck with me that was like this this is what amen where else can you find the camaraderie like you, the, the, you it's uh,
1: and i i touched on it um, like a little bit earlier about that oil field family or that you know pipeline family um because it, you do you you do build that you because you it's like fa- you don't get to choose that and it just happens and you're going to build that relationship And you're going to build that connection with those people. And you're going to have that. And they're going to know. They're going to see you. And they're going to know what you talked about, whether that was that body fatigue or that mental fatigue. They're going to be able to tell how you are by how you're interacting or how you're not interacting, too. Because they're going through it. They're going through it the same as you are. And it's not not easy. Whether you're male or female, man or woman, doing this job, working away from home the hours, the, the the demands that are laid on us, whether that's time crunches, where we need more production, um, something's broken and we need to really pick up some slack on the other end, yeah. whatever it might be that that comes down the line does. And then you talked about being on site for 40 hours and, and you're trying to accomplish a task, but now you're physically tired. You're mentally tired. You're frustrated because you saw the, the drill team or the rig crew go through and you know they're going to bed, but you haven't been able to yet. And that's like, Oh, uh, now you're angry at them for no reason. We've, we've, you know, like you're, you're feeling frustrated or that little pinch or whatever it is. Yeah. You build that with those people that you're in the trenches with. Essentially. I've learned yeah. how
0: to sleep work pretty good. <laughs> you know, I could stand up, sleep and still work at the same time. Oh, yeah. it, you know your eyes are open but they're not right, right? like you, you're you're they're very clearly open but like you're just you're asleep yeah right and, <laughs> and, the, and the one rick was one of the rig guys uh he came into the tank one time and 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 uh he was moving around and then i i started a little and he's like it's cool man just keep resting i got i'm here to help and he's like you just you've been here for two days two and a half days yeah chill
1: right? yeah
0: yeah yeah, has, and that that's on that's on a labor shortage too, right? Because you know this is another big problem we're experiencing.
1: It is, yeah. yeah. We we went. I didn't have a swamper when I came out of finished the job in Pinoca, and we came home. We all of a sudden it was like because it slowed down a little bit, and it always does in January and February. Kind of is like that's our downtime. That's where everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna chill out and relax and 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 not have to worry too much. I know I'm gonna get back into it when spring breakup's done or whatever. And, and all of a sudden our swampers disappear, but we can't find anybody to, you know, i want wants to go and work. And then you're like the ones that do, you're like, you hmm, probably shouldn't be doing this job. You know, I'm sure you've encountered that yourself. Um oh, yeah. And uh you know, you're, you're just like, okay, well, here we go. We're going to try and do it. You know, I was working a job in, when I was in Drayton and Edson area. It's all remote hose. The line that's going in, it's Fucking all remote hose for me. I hate that
0: shit. I hate that. We fracked yeah. out last winter pretty good. And there was like, I don't know, probably a good 100 feet of remote hosts. And I'm just like hating my life, right? We um, they wanted to clean it up, so you know we stayed until I think it was like ten o'clock at night. We were out there cleaning it up when it cracked yeah. out, and I knew we were getting fucked when he ordered pizza, right? I was like, yeah, he's getting pizza, but fuck, he ordered pizza,
1: right? You yes. know you're
0: about to get fucked, and, yeah. And I don't know why that seems to be like the first the first food of choice to order. It's it's heavy. So um, I'm, I'm already tired. It's nine, 9 o'clock at night. You're ordering pizza. Yeah. I hope you know that when I scarf two or three pieces down, you're not getting any more out of me.
1: That's it. Yeah, the tank's full and now it's starting to recharge. Yeah, like, you're,
0: that cat now. yeah, yeah you're, you're literally feeding me and then say, you slap me on the butt, get back out there. You're going to, yeah. no, not with pizza, bud. You want me to do, get me a six-inch sub? and let's go. Like, a six-inch veggie sub, and let's get yeah.
1: that out there. Okay? Yeah. Uh, the Moves isn't so bad. It is bad. Like, okay, so, a couple, like, I am not a very big, I'm not tall at all. Um, Same. <laughs> right? Uh, I have different things, different tools that I've used to be able to work my truck. I scale the side of my truck to get to my three-inch valve. It's not very high, it's just I can't, I not have the arm strength up top here to open it, so like I have to. Anyways, um, with remote hose, the bigger the hose, if it's coiled up, and i go going to take it apart. If I'm not firmly planted on the ground, that hose is taking me for a ride. Now I'm out of vacuum, and it's digging down because I really want to start. You dip it in it, you want to take off and find the bottom and bring up whatever it is. And we've all been on the end of a when it's size a box and it's like rodeo time. You better know that you're going to go in the hole, or or make sure that you are firmly planted on the ground when it dives down. Um, and it's and the, the, like there's no remojo is no joke by any means at all. I avoid it at all costs if I have to.
0: Day one. Day one on the job, uh, my first job I ever went out to when I started in the back company, uh, we were cleaning a rig tank. And, you know, um, Buddy was up on the tank, and I was watching the truck. But I went I went over beside the tank where the hose was, and I wanted to feel it. And I was, uh, okay, stuff's going through there. Cool. And I'm standing there beside it like this. It bucked and smoked me in the job. I'm like, oh, man. And it's the it so worst. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt yeah. a lot. Um, last winter, I was swinging the boom back over, right, and um, the, in front of everyone, like the consultant was standing there. Um, the pipe, a lot of pipeliners were watching, and I was swinging the boom back over, and everyone's like, "There's Dick, right?" So everyone's watching me try to do shit, right? And it's fucking weird, but so I'm swinging it back over, and I'm standing on the wrong end of it, and when I let go of the button for a sec. It, it jerked right. Yeah, and it got it. Caked in mud and it smoked me in the side of the face. It hurt and it got me my whole face. I looked like Two Face. It was just full of mud. And yeah. My my coworker came over. He's like, I bet you won't do that again, will you? And it's like, yeah, no, I I'll no. stand fucking far <laughs> away and I'll he- I'll hold the button completely down without lifting it. Like they'll take my finger yeah. off. Yeah. And like I'm not, I don't work on the pipeline side of things very often. So like it was, right. it was that for most of the winter I was on the pipeline. So I was like, fuck yeah, I got, I got it. I had easy street. I was on easy street for most of the winter. It was good.
1: It can, it when it you can oh, in I don't know how to explain this. Everyone is going to be different. Every. Yeah. Pipeline is going to be different. You've got a whole different ball game. uh Panoka for me last winter, man. We worked hard. We worked hard. Fox Creek, the winter before, we were on bore support. We did some locates. We were hauling we mud. It was pretty, pretty chill. I mean, it was worse driving conditions in Fox Creek. Then it was in Pinoca, but Pinoca was harder work when we were we were flat out. We were just busy and digging and we were doing all the open cuts so that they could thread the pipe under an existing haul line. Yeah. And they have to be the specs. So you gotta have their ditch bottom and sloped and they we were trying to stay ahead of ditch crew. Ditch crew, I've got pictures where they're like right there. I'm hydrovacking. Ditch crew's making that ditch come in a little closer and closer to me, and that means I got to hurry up and get going. Um, and sometimes it, it can be really like you're just kicking it. You're not even going to put a load on, but you're just there in case a frack out happens. You're there in case the drill, you know, starts having uh, um, any returns. There's, there's lots.
0: Oh, yeah. We were on board support, and, I mean, there were a couple <laughs> – days where we had it easy. For the most part yeah. I thought it was easy. The guy I was with he, uh uh Hydrovac is his element, it's his is his wheelhouse. So for the most part I was his gopher, right? And right. And, and I just I basically sat at the doghouse right beside the heater. Right. And and I and I was switching my gloves on and off. So I had like three pairs of gloves. I'd put one against the heater. I'd use a pair and I had my airpods in listening to podcasts all day. Right. So it, nice. was, like, it was easy For me it was great. Right. It was yeah. it was not cleaning rig tanks. It was not doing other bullshit. It was something different. And you know, it turns out like I wasn't really needed. I was just there for um I was there for decoration, I guess. And yeah. just, just to be that extra guy in the seat, I suppose. Well, and,
1: and yeah. sometimes it's a requirement. We don't necessarily need to have a swamper or a support network. I mean, it's it's absolutely nice. I'm not even going to say a stitch about that. Being able to split the work or being able to share the workload is always nice. Some places, depending on where you're working and what you're doing, require that you have that spotter and that, that, that labor on your... On your truck with you. Just one second. Yeah. I'm at home, so my dog's asking to go out. <laughs> uh,
0: no big deal. No big deal. So. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask. Uh, uh, I forgot to ask earlier. So I was going to ask, where can people find you on social media?
1: So I'm pretty, like, for, if we're going to talk about work, then TikTok is where I post about work. I don't dance on TikTok, and I don't kind of I have a few that I've done that isn't work related but for the most part it's work related so TikTok um I'm on Instagram uh and face I have all the I have all the
0: social medias. (laughs) what what are your names on there?
1: Okay so on Instagram is Mo Graffard on TikTok is Lil' Mama and Facebook is Monique Griffard. because Mo- that is Monique. That is my real name. Yeah,
0: Mo- I I like Mo better.
1: So I go by Mo, um, and I I've had a world. I have tons of nicknames: Moses, Mohawk, Mo, um, and Mo just works. And because, and again, in the in our industry. Uh-uh. If I said Monique, my name is Monique, most people fall over dead. They're like, oh, my God, that's so sexy. That's so this. And and so I just say that I'm Mo. All my coveralls will say Mo. I go by Mo. Every, you know, like that's most people will say, I know Mo. Do what I mean?
0: Yeah. So well I like Mo and here's why I like Mo, okay? And and like when I when I think of Lo Mama, when I think of Mo shirsty, right? Yeah. Um, I think like badass alpha female, right? Like you just you fucking you you obliterate fools, right? And like Mo just like Mo like you don't <laughs> fuck with Mo, right? Mo will no, fuck I, you up.
1: Jenny so my swamper, Jenny, she's the one who brought attention to it. She's like, you are heckin' intimidating. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I am not. Like, I'm sitting in my truck crying right now. And she's telling you this, right? And uh, and she's like, you are stinking intimidating. Like, you don't realize it, but you are unbelievably intimidating. And I don't, I honestly don't realize it. I don't realize ho- how it is. And she's not the first person to tell me that. And I just think it's a bunch of. BS, because I'm literally will be in the truck like crying over a sad TikTok that I saw, and I'm like, I am not intimidating right now, but I I do understand where it comes from, and I I sometimes, and I don't know if other women in the in 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 the industry feel like they have to almost project that they're larger than life to be able to be seen or heard that what they have to say is valid as well. Um, I get, uh, I've said uh, we should do it this way because this is going to happen. Or uh, we should not be working on that hole because I'm just going to cause a bell hole. As soon as I stick my tube in there, I'm sucking all of it and it's gone. And I've said it time and time again and not been heard. And then the job, I do exactly what I say is going to happen. They say, no, go ahead, do it. I want you to do it this way. And exactly what I said is going to happen happens. And then they're like, oh, we probably should have. Yeah, you probably should have. So sometimes I think that I have to be larger than, you know what I mean? I have to come off as that really big, bold or intimidating. Like you need to listen to what I'm saying. I have an opinion and I, I had a, and this you is have the one experience,
0: of those, too. pardon? You have the experience too, right?
1: You've been around. I do. Yeah. I'm still a baby Hydra Literally, I haven't been doing this for very long. Uh, I've only been hydro This will be my third summer, so I haven't oh, been. I yeah, yeah, not long. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't have a skill set. That doesn't mean I don't have a knowledge. It doesn't mean that I haven't immersed myself in making sure that I'm safe, productive, and and knowing what needs to happen. I can be talked through repairs while I'm on the phone under my truck saying, this is what I see. What do I need to do? You know, how can I bypass it until a mechanic comes? If I blow a line or something, how do I get my water flowing? If my boiler goes down, you know, talk me through it. I'm pretty quick for that kind of stuff and I'll get it done. But you know, like, so you kind of have to, I don't know. I think other women would say the same that in the industry or, in their job that they might have to push a little harder or be a little more kind of in your face. I'm here. I want to be seen and heard and and I want what I have to to say be professional and valid and, and, and heard when I'm, I'm somebody else, maybe standing beside you would say the same thing and they'd be listened to first. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel that as I'm, I'm, Hey, I'm a short guy who's, i'm just a swamper right uh, but i've been swamping for a long time five uh-huh. years right and i know i know everything there is no about the truck i don't drive that's all right uh-huh. um now a lot of people don't want to listen to the swamper a lot of people don't want to don't think the swamper knows what, the, what he's talking about a lot of people look uh-huh. at me it's like oh get to work let the, let the guys figure it uh-huh. out right And it's like okay cool well, fuck you guys, you know, like I'm I'm here and I, I know a lot of shit too. Right. But if they, when they start playing those games, I just walk away. I'm like, I I don't care. I'll let you guys struggle with it. I, I actually intentionally um, I'll, if sometimes when people start pissing me off, I'm like, Oh, I don't know how to do that. And then I'm like, you do it. And then, and then I, and then I watch them struggle with it. And then when I'm done, when I'm done, Fucking having fun watching them struggle. I go in and I'm like, oh, like this. And I get mm-hmm. it done. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, don't don't piss me off.
1: No one see and that that's what it I had a straw do that. I turned down a job. They wanted me to slope over top of an active um, line that was in the ground. I'm gonna deep the pipe drop and rock on it because mm-hmm. the the ground was rock. Like not not little rock. Like rock is gonna drop on that. That hotline and I'm going to Jeep it or break the line. And then that's on me. It's on my company to replace, or, or, or excuse me, fix the Jeep, whatever. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not interested in doing that. And I don't think that it should be done. The wall is standing, the wall is holding, you're going to thread some pipe in. I, I think that you'll be, you'll be okay. And, and he's like, um, well, come on, you, you're just going to say no. And I'm like, yeah. I'm standing down. He's like, well, you're a professional. And I looked at him and I said, exactly. That was my professional opinion. You did not want to hear me saying that because another truck had turned it down as well. Then they called me in to see if I would do it. Then I said the exact same thing. You need to put other safety measures in place. You want us to hide it back and 45, a slope out for you over top of a hotline that's going to get jeeped. And that comes down on me that's me that's going to crack that line or cause the, the company to say, well, now it's exposed so that the, the product or the, the pipe isn't going to hold up. It's going to go to corrosion. There's so many things that need to try that need to happen after you do that to a, a pipe. And he was like, well, are you a professional? That was my professional opinion. Thank you for listening. Next. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, <laughs> a
0: lot no of guys don't want to be talked down to by a woman either. Right. And, I and you're, not, you're not talking down to him. You're just you're just drawing your line in the sand, right?
1: Well, and that's just it. Like I, I have a horrible time. I can't control my face. If you've made me, um, or if I've gotten or heard something that was like, you've said something I do not agree with. What you're saying, what you're saying doesn't make sense and or won't work. I ha- it's all over my face. I'm like, what? No, that's no. Or if you say something to me, I had a straw that said I was staying in cameras. So I was working pretty close to the road that we were on. And he's like, well, because you're staying in cameras, you can stay later. And I looked at him and I was like, buddy, where I live is none of your business. And it does not mean that I get to stay later. You better be careful on what you're saying right now. Like, no, (laughs) that doesn't work. Like what?
0: I love it. Um, Do you know what viscosity is?
1: What viscosity is?
0: Yeah, you know what, yeah, viscosity.
1: Yes, viscosity is the thickness or the, like, there's different viscosities in oil. So an oil can be thinner, a medium grade, a thicker, the same for almost any liquid product will have a viscosity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and when you're on the rig, right, they deal in vis- the viscosity of the mud. That's right. right. And they, they got the mud man there. The yes. P- where I'm going with it. There's there's I'm going somewhere with it. Okay. The, pod- the podcast is sponsored by the Mud Man. Oh. Uh, yeah. So uh he deals, you know, viscosity. They they deal in shit that's viscous. And, yeah, and and he uses fancy tools. And hey, do I need to add more shit? Do I need to not add more shit? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. www.mudmanmarket.com for all your drilling fluids and uh, laboratory testing equipment needs. Nice. The podcast has a pretty relevant sponsor, I guess.
1: That is an extremely relevant sponsor, and I think Hell that yeah. is amazing.
0: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! yeah. Um, the. the Viscous or the viscosity uh, question and conversations, the thickness of a load, you can only imagine where that conversation goes sometimes. Okay, uh, so
1: it doesn't matter how I say it. Okay, like let's let's be honest here. It doesn't
0: matter how I say it.
1: Okay? I am transferring a load. I'm going to get sucked off. Um, I need to dump my load. I need to... Um, okay, so when we um, lag spread. So I made a couple of jokes about that because a, a high that has no capability of pressure. It off. Okay. I, I cannot pressure off. So essentially I'm leaving a snail trail behind my truck. Yep. I'm opening my eight inch and just letting her squirt. And it's it, all the time, all the time, even, even when I'm being extremely professional or formal about it. So transferring my load, would be the that, as I say that around, and people are, they're like, they're trying not to laugh, they're trying not to, it's all the time.
0: Oh, all man. The time. I, oh, yeah, and whenever, uh, as the back guy, when, when we roll on and it's like, hey, I need you to suck something for me. Hey, bud, anything you want, I'll suck whatever you need me to suck. Yeah. He's like, anything, huh? And I'm like buddy your hole is my goal right yes um, and of course right there's all that and then and then you know my favorite thing is um hey can you go blow this off and i'm like i'll blow whatever you need me to blow right like I, I, where do you want it
1: yes i wish i had the capability to blow off my load because sometimes that would save so much heartache literally so much heartache <laughs> We've had this
0: conversation on the podcast before. Uh, I don't know where you're going with blowing your load, but uh, maybe the same conversation. I don't know, but we've had the conversation. I don't know if you know who Dougie Snakes is. Uh, I might have TikTok. seen him. We've talked about uh, workloads before, and quite literally, workloads like finding a spot to to. Um, Do I say it? Finding a spot to rub one out on site. Hey, it happens. Nature calls. We're all humans. Uh, I will do it in a porta potty. Is this
1: this is a boy thing? This is very much so a boy thing.
0: Hey man, you know sometimes. Sometimes I'm I haven't been home in weeks or a month, a couple months. You don't wait till
1: you're back in your room.
0: Sometimes you can't. Sometimes it hurts right (laughs) then and there. Sometimes it's like, hey. The boys are blue. It's time to go.
1: It, I think it's a, it, I think, I think, I think that that has to be a, a guy thing because there is no way I would be kicking it in the doghouse. I would be like, there would just be, I would be, they would open the door and be horrified. Like think about that for a minute. Like they just, no, I, it's gotta be a guy thing. Cause I oh, have boy. yet to rub one out on site.
0: Hey, did you see my in the Bean video I made?
1: Me, about no. e-
0: about Edmonton when I moved in my neighborhood. A- oh, apartment. yes. Yes, it, I yeah, did. Yeah. It's like, to heal the divide. It's like, if you're ever in Edmonton and want to flick the bean, right? Yes. And, 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 it's there, and then it's like found on the streets of 118. And I smelled it. I'm like, don't know why. It smells like piss or anything. But <laughs> you know, like uh, I'm trying to... I'm trying to do top 10 places to take a date in Edmonton. Uh, right. I'm, I think I'm on number three now. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'm going to do the perfect. baseball bat next.
1: Nice. nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I just drove by
1: and saw that they actually have like middle league baseball. I don't know what that would be. Like there was actual, like a big baseball game going on. And I was like, what? I did never know that that was the thing. I mean, I haven't been in
0: Edmonton long, but. <laughs> Where are you from originally?
1: So originally I was born in Hamilton, Ontario.
0: I'm from Hamilton. Uh, yeah. Have I didn't live there that? long. Don't have get we talked excited. About that? Pardon? Have we talked about that before?
1: I think I don't know that we've talked about it, but it might have been mentioned. Because I, I was born in Hamilton and then lived to BC and I did all of my growing up in BC.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. That's that's why you're You're a little weary of gunshots and stab wounds. Well, I
1: was so sheltered. Yes. I was so sheltered. The first time I ever drove into the industrial part of Edmonton when I came to Alberta, I cried. I had never seen, like, the oil plants, the refineries, the the stacks, and how it looked to me coming out of BC. And i got to tell you, like, I... I wood stove. We don't have gas for an option for heat. I lived in the bush. I had to worry about cougars and bears. Um, and everything is like organic and green and la la la. You can stick your face in the water and drink. And I drove down, I literally cried. I felt like I was in underworld or some like weird. And it, to me, that's like my memory of driving through the industrial. And I was just so shell shocked originally that I just bawled my eyes out like and I just couldn't believe that I had been seeing that because I was so sheltered coming out of BC and not being seeing that do you know what I mean yeah um now working in the industry seeing that that the care that they take even just from separating different soils making sure that clay mineral soil doesn't come to topsoil topsoil doesn't get mixed into that like it's all it's it's really amazing the care that goes into a lot of the production too. That when you first come and you see something like that, you don't know that that's what it's going to be like.
0: Yeah. Right now we're working down the highway 40 South around yeah, and all those mines and shit. And um, there's signs everywhere that say, Hey, you know, the last time this was harvested was 1968 yeah right um the next time it'll be harvested is 2074 oh wow right so like they harvested it they scarified it and you know they're gonna let it grow for almost 100 years Mm -hmm. and then they're gonna start over again right yeah and and that's pretty cool they take great pride in the land they they what you hear in the mainstream media and from people that don't know anything, they think, Oh, you guys are destroying the land. It's gross. Uh, why are you doing this? And it's like, go to Fort Mac and look at like signal, not signal Hill. Um, uh, fuck boat by sync crew and shit like that. It, it tells you, Hey, this here, uh, used to be part of the mine. Yeah. I think it is signal Hill, isn't it?
1: I don't. I don't. I don't. I've never. Okay, so believe it or not, I've never actually been up there.
0: Whoa! You, listen, if you work in the oil and gas industry, you gotta go to the mecca at least <laughs> once.
1: I, 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 do know that. I, I just have never gone, and I've never been sent out uh, to that area at all.
0: <laughs> so when you go out there, right? It's, it's. You know, they got their tailings ponds and shit like that. But the further, I think, south you go towards Fort Mac a little bit, not even that much. It used to be where the old tailings ponds were. And now it's all trees and hills and it's a green space. Yes, yeah. so it's like, hey, this was uh, re- reclaimed in like 1980, right? right? They reclaimed it in 1980. So, yeah, they dug up the earth and they beat the shit out of it for a few years. And then they made it better. They, well, they because replant. I
1: understood it too that there was like actual tar ponds, like, like well not tar, like I guess it is tar, but like there was actual like there was no anything, and it was just there consuming the the environment until they did something about it. So, like, I, I do have to go to Formac. You're not wrong.
0: You have to go. You have, I to, have to check go. out the giants of mining. You have to experience the downtown Tim Hortons at least once in your life. It's a shit show. Uh, shit. Maybe not now. They, there's like three or four Tim Hortons there now. So uh, it take it alleviated a little bit of the stress. You need to experience Highway 63. You need to experience the bridge to nowhere. Okay. Super, super test. You need to experience all experience all that shit. That is, sure. as people that work in oil and gas, you need to experience 4 Mac at least once in your life. Okay, okay, it, uh, I one, will make sure that that gets on the bucket list. One third of Canada's oil and gas comes out of Syncrude every day.
1: Yeah, that's insane. It is insane. It, it, it all of it, you know, like, and I talked about coming out of BC into Alberta. Um, and I did, I, a hundred percent, this is my ninth winter in Alberta. So I've been here, I'm nearly a resident now. Like at that point, like I have, I am, Alberta is where I'm from. Uh, but the heart to, like you were saying about the care, the pride, all of it, the fact that we're producing that much product coming out of our here in Alberta, for Canada, for, you know, like, that's remarkable. Remarkable. And I, to think about on the grand scheme of it, I'm like a little speck of pepper in the whole plan to make sure that that happens and goes off so smooth or without damaging the environment or without, you know.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely, isn't it? It's amazing when you think about it. And as vac haulers or hydrovacers, um, <laughs> I talked to I talked to um, a couple frackers once, and we were cleaning up their we they were rigging out, we they were moving on, and we were cleaning up their shit. They were cleaning up the Halliburton's uh, spill trace one time, and um, they're like, "Thank God you guys are here," and I'm like, "Yeah." Thank fucking God, right? And I was being sarcastic when I answered back. It was like 2 in the morning. And um, I'm like, where are you guys off to next? He says, uh, Texas. I'm like, oh, yeah, Texas. Cool, cool. So, like, what are, the, what, what, are the, what are the VAC procedures there? He's like, they don't have them. If it hits the ground, it stays. When we're done, we dump it out on the ground, it stays. In Canada, we are so responsible.
1: What? Can't wait! What? If it hits the ground, no.
0: If it hits the ground, it stays. They no, don't care. they don't care.
1: See, that to me is wild because my job, your job, um, is is that we're not allowing that to happen. We're not allowing for it to hit the ground. We're not allowing it to come out of its path be underground in a Um What? Oh, no. We are very responsible. That just gave me, like, I'm like, where's that
0: mess? that needs to be cleaned up. <laughs> hey, hey, but, you know, carbon tax. Let's, let's, let's fuck us over with it. The U.S. don't pay a carbon tax. I don't, I, I don't think they do.
1: I, I'm not even sure about that, but I would be pissed off if they weren't.
0: I don't think they do. I don't. I, don't, I know
1: because we're foolish right now.
0: Oh, you know, human beings are the only people that choose the dumbest of among us to lead the pack.
1: It's it's to the point. I can't watch anything that involves him. So if and it's funny, I I I I literally can't. I can't watch him talk. I can't hear what he's saying. I can't I wanna punch him right in the face and I and I know that I say that and everybody's like, Yeah, same with me. Um, I get that. I I get that. Like the the grocery benefit, like I don't even want it's gonna get me you're gonna uh, yeah.
0: You gotta be in a house where your combined income is less than like thirty eight thousand or thirty six thousand. I think only eleven million people qualified for it. And yeah, I don't even think that's eleven million people. I think that's eleven million families. No, no, it has to be eleven million people. I don't know.
1: It would be eleven million households that made below that thirty eight or thirty six thousand, whatever yeah. that was. Single, double, family.
0: Yeah, that's fucked up.
1: It's so fucked up. And then I, I'm thinking about a 61, was it 61 cent or something more carbon tax, like that that he's wanting to bring in right now. I
0: don't know, but on Canada it was Day, ridiculous. On Canada Day, they just up the carbon tax again. So, yay! So the people,
1: I was watching the videos. So the money that. Like the inflation, like we're making so back in 1939 or something, and I'm, i You might have seen the video too. That like 4,000 and change was what the average above poverty working family was making. That transferred over to like 95,000 in today's time. That's so insane. it's it, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And you would think because you would. They, and they said this same thing in the video that if you were making six figures, $100,000 a year. That's six figures. We're not talking about a Six figures is 100000 Like you could be making, you know, that's you could buy whatever you want. You can't now. You, you can barely live off of that right now, let sure. alone not having double income into your home to help supplement whatever it might be for
0: Halloween and, and the middle class.
1: Yes, but it wasn't. At one point, it wasn't. You, really, you were the elite, or you were very well off. Making that now, you you are middle class. Now you're you're just above poverty, essentially. At that rate, you know, like one hiccup, one bad slip, and your household is down in income. And then you know, like then then what? You're losing everything, or if your company goes under, or maybe your hours are cut back because. The economy has slowed down in that industry or whatever it is. It's, it's
0: sad right yep. now. It absolutely is. It's, it's um, 60 to 90-year mortgages people are signing right now because of the interest rates. Can you imagine 60 to 90 years?
1: No. No, because you can never work to pay for that. You're never paying it off. You're yeah. never finalizing on that. You never own it anymore. You will never own it. So you might as well, because essentially you're never going to reap the benefits of owning home, having that equity, having that kind of um, that structure sitting there. That's going to get value for you because you're never going to be out of that debt cycle for it. So, at the end of the day, isn't it? it would be easier just to pay rent. You're not worrying about it because the money's going out anyways. I mean, you do get equity after you pay down your mortgage that you're able to use, but you're never going to. It's no, it's not. I bought and sold a home already, and it's, it'll be, I'd have to see interest rates come back way down before I bought another house.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's take this in another direction. <laughs> I fucking hate politics. I love them, but I hate them. Um, and well,
1: we have no choice but to love and hate them. And true. in this in this case, if we hate them not much, then we need to try to facilitate a change.
0: We've tried, and we there's we might be heading to a fall election here. So, I hope so. I, know, I heard so the true. NDP are kind of on the brink of dissolving their partnerships. So, yeah. um, so okay, as a blue-collar woman in the industry, um, what advice would you have for the younger generation of women coming into the industry, um, whether it be in 10 years from now or tomorrow?
1: You can do it. Be brave and uh, don't don't let it be so intimidating that you stop yourself from from moving forward and find yourself somebody that's going to encourage that for you whether that's another female or and I, I, this is going to be a selfless plug for my company because they have been phenomenal supporters of women in the industry a company that will stand behind you. And if not a company, a supervisor that will, because you are going to be met with lots of challenges, physical challenges. I am not nearly as strong as you are or nearly as strong as those, but you're going to find ways you're going to be in like finding little tricks that work for you and you're going to make mistakes. Everybody does. Everybody does. And you just need to go And continue to do it. When I first started hydrovacking, I'd have never had seen a hydrovac. Okay? Never had seen a hydrovac. And I started out swamping. And then I was like, no. I want to be an operator. And that is what I'm going to do. And that is what I did. And you have to just set your mind to it and know that you're going to be men face the same struggles so it's not just that it's a female struggle it's a male struggle as well men have fear men feel that somebody's going to be better or they don't know what they're doing and they're going to be embarrassed everybody kind of humans across the board are going to have those kind of same things and the first time you chain up and you go down a hill you're going to be scared you're going to you got to just trust it you first time that you slide a little sideways close to the ditch. It's gonna be scary. And you're, you're gonna be wondering if you need to jump out of your truck. You know, like there's there's gonna be times, but there are gonna be far more times at the end of the day that you're like, fuck, I, I did it, fuck yeah. I fucking nailed it, I killed it. I'm being told that I, I did it, they want me back to accomplish the job or whatever. You know, like just do it. If that is what you want to do, then fuck everybody else and just
0: do it. I think Nike sponsored that speech. No, <laughs> I love it. Just do it.
1: Well, the thing is, is like there's been. What I, I'm going to tell you, the same as what I told. Uh, I I told Jenny. She was nervous. She was scared, and I'm going to talk about that because she she had never been. In an encouraging environment that allowed her to kind of go through the, the jitters or whatever. You are more capable of doing it than you're giving yourself credit for, and you need to trust yourself to do it. Are you going to make mistakes? Yes. Are you going to blow a shift in an intersection? Yes. Are you going to maybe run away a phone or drive a little too close to a, a, a jersey? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Those are all things that are absolutely going to happen. But are you gonna be able to do it?
0: Yes. Definitely. Yeah. If you can see it, you can believe it, you could that's from a song, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. if you can do it, <laughs> you can believe it. Something like that. Something I think like that, that I, I think that a lot of women here's something that I've said
1: on my TikToks too. We don't look at a female bear as less than. We don't look at a female lion as less than. We don't look at a female dog as less than. When we see two dogs, male and female, we're not like, oh, that we'll, that female's not doing nothing to me. No, we, we, we are fearful of them. You're just going to walk up to a female bear and be like, how's it going? No, why do we do that for the females? we the human species—we're more than capable, Damn. more than intelligent enough, We're more than strong enough. You know, like there's there's lots of things.
0: That's fucking deep.
1: Well, I mean, it's true. It's true.
0: Holy shit!
1: You wouldn't look like that's what I that's what I and I said it on my TikTok. You don't look at a female bear like she's not going to do damage to you. you know, you're shitting your pants and running the fuck away same for a human dog or you know like why why for humans why for humans right
0: damn that's, yeah. that's that's like that's fucking good i like that i'm gonna i gotta steal that <laughs> so <clears throat> before we wrap this up i like to ask one last question and i ask it all the time and so Mount Rushmore has four of the most influential people, I want to say in North American history on it, not just America, North American history, right? If you had our Mount Rushmore, who would be on it? Four of the most influential people and, and, and people you look up to, and, and why? Why are they there?
1: Four of the most influential people that I would look up to.
0: Who has shaped you?
1: Yeah. That's a hard one, man. That's a that's a fucking hard question, buddy. Like, there has been so much people in my world, so much people that have helped shape me, helped support me, and I cannot just pick four. That's not even fair. Like, like no, there, there's like I would have like the entire Rocky Mountains would be people that have helped shape me or support me, and like I. I, there would be no, like, I have supervisors. My supervisor right now is, I mean, that dude, if I called him up and I was like, man, I need tampons, he would run to the store, doesn't matter where we were, he would go to the store and get me tampons to my truck. If he if something breaks and he's there, he's under the truck, in the mud, like, he would be one for my HydroVac career, my mother. I, I literally cannot pick four. I can't pick four.
0: There's six. not four. It takes a village. Oh shit! Um, top, top, top four. Then, like, no, like, like a top eight <laughs> on MySpace. Uh, t- it's a good one. It's a hard. It's one. such it's a, a good one because I don't want to be like. <sighs> top four with a couple honorable mentions.
1: Well, no, but even that doesn't work. Um, because there's like, there's, okay, I had an extremely hard upbringing. My dad had all girls, he wanted all boys, he was a raging alcoholic, but if it wasn't for him being the person that he was through all of that really bad turmoil, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And I know that's extremely cliche, and it could have went both ways, but I'll tell you what... Like, I could say that that shaped me. I could say that my supervisor who gave me my first shot and said, I believe in you. Do you trust me? And I don't have I do And he said listen." And I went, all right. And then he was like, you make it up that hill right now. You can drive in a at the bottom of an And so You make it up and make that corner. And I, I have all faith that you'll be able to drive wherever you want to drive. Man, I make sure I fucking made that hill. But there's so many people. And I'm not even talking about women that have made it in the industry or made an invention or anything that would have paved the way for women. There's way too many people for four and some honorable mentions.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love that. And, no, and no, who good. is it for you? Oh, shit. So I've been asked this a lot. And, and it's changed a little bit over the course of... Thirty episodes, right? Um, for the first time someone asked till now. Um, so my dad's up there, but not for the same reason most people would have their dad up there for. Yeah, them. I look up up and I see my dad there, and it's like a beacon of whom not to be. A different Fuck yeah, path.
1: buddy! I'm you with to, you on that one, man.
0: Yeah, you need to take a different path than what that dude did. You, you yeah. You, you look up there and you're like, be better. Um, my wife. Obviously, she's, oh, yeah. she is she is an amazing person. She has taught me a lot about myself over the years. and you know she's there to smack me upside the head when I need it, but there to mm. pat me on the back and be my biggest cheerleader when I need that too. Yeah. Um, my nana, I didn't meet her until uh, 10 years ago. My dad was adopted when he was a kid, and after 50 years, they found each other. And it's only been ten years since since that happened. Um, so my nana, she she's a a, a beacon in the darkness, yeah. a, a, light, a light in the darkness. She's always got the best hugs and the best advice. Yeah, and, and um, you know, probably um, the, this my both my kids would be on one rock. They've taught me a lot, and they've helped change my my life. Yeah, Like, like I was never having a bad life or never going down a bad, too bad of a road. But like, you know, they, I didn't want kids. I didn't want kids at all. And one day my wife and I, I didn't want really to get married. And then I was like, fuck, let's get married. And then it was like, fuck, let's have kids. Right. And uh, because of the way my dad was, I never wanted kids. I was like, no, no, like, yeah. I can't. And then so... And then you know, I figured my wife, the woman I love the most in this world, wants these children so badly that would complete her. If it completes her, it completes us. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. And and now it's like I couldn't. I don't remember life before them.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: So, and my family, my wife, and my kids are a huge part of everything that I do on social media too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I include them into, you know, my videos as much as I can. And, you know, my wife's in my lives a lot. My, my wife. Yeah. She just supports everything. And I yeah, love that's it. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's- and, and of course, if there's an honorable mention in there, uh, Alexander Ovechkin and Austin <laughs> Matthews. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's mine. And you know, my dad wasn't on there at first. I didn't even one day that, that there's some unresolved issues there. And one day, and I've said this a bunch, one day that guy's going to die and that's going to fuck me up because we're not going to have a chance to fix our shit.
1: Okay. So you just hit the nail on the head and I'm going to tell you something about that. I woke up and my dad was dead. Um, And I, there's no love lost there, but it does fuck you up. It does fuck you up. I had a hard upbringing. It was not an enjoyable time. And it does because there was shit I wanted to tell him. I wanted to tell him, but I never was like, okay, this is the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if I can say anything to you is to just make peace with who he was for yourself. Be proud that you're not that person. Oh, yeah. And that you're being the father that you know your children deserve. And that maybe at the same time, the father that you deserved.
0: Oh, shit. That's deep. So, like, I, and I say, I had to change this the more I think about it a little bit, like over the years, the, mo- I had to stop running from, from um, the fact that I, so I had to stop running from trying to be him or not to be him or whatever, um, because the more I ran from becoming that man, the more I kind of turned into that man. Yeah. Right. I had to stop trying to run from that person and just be like, "I am not that person." Done. Yeah. Right. Because at in the at the end of the day, I am my father's son, and mm-hmm. you know what? The apple. I Wait doesn't... a minute! You
1: you are your father's son. Yes. Yeah. But you are your own person. Yeah. And you learned a lot of the things along the way of not uh, how not to be. You learned how you didn't enjoy a person behaving or acting or treating you. So yeah. you might be your father's son, but
0: you're not your father. Yeah, 100%. That's where I'm trying to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was trying to go with that. Yeah, no. And. That took a long time to get there. Like you know, uh, I didn't really realize it until maybe like two years ago, where I was in a really dark hole, and and when I was down in that hole, I was alone. So I thought I was alone, and um, I learned a lot about myself: why I talk the way I talk, why I act the way I act, why I say the things I say, why I work the way I do, and I'm the way I work is because I'm I'm I am running away from something right and work helps me get further doesn't though and um the way i talk the way i talk and act the way i act and it's all stems from childhood trauma i am constantly at a heightened sense of alertness and sensitivity i pick up on people's um their feelings their moods i pick up on it like before they even walk into the room right and 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 um it's it's kind of crazy. It's it's a, both a blessing and a curse. Yeah, like I I, I, I uh, it's it's my wife and I. We we have a lot of fun with it, right? A little. All you can do is make fun of it, right? You can't be, oh oh, this is bad. All you can do is have fun with it, right? And just joke around.
1: Well, you you need to try. Yeah. Yeah. I, I work the way I work for the same reasons and. I recently just lost my mom as well. Um, Sorry to hear that. uh, Me too, man. It was brutal. She was my rock. She was an amazing human being. But she didn't want me to come home. She didn't want me to, quote unquote, waste my money to come see her in the hospital. I did. I left Fox Creek in a fucking heartbeat. And I ran to her. Um, But I also vowed that I was going to try and live a little more that I wasn't going to work the way I work and not enjoy life because I knew how quickly that that would be gone, do you know? Um, I work the way I work as a trauma response. Same when I come home, everybody will tell you I have no chill factor. I go to work, I work 12 hours, I'll come home, cook, clean, dishes are done all in the same night. People are like, what are you doing? Would you just relax? You know? Yeah. Yep. And that it is from, and
0: I, I get that. So there's a song that I listened, that I was turned on to in, fuck, grade nine. Oh, fuck, a long time ago. Grade nine. It was summer school. Um, This punk, little punk rock girl was sitting like across from me and I could hear her music. I'm like, what are you listening to? And so she let me listen. And like, I didn't get, I didn't get the lyrics at the time. I just knew the song was good, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a great song. And as years go by, for like 20 years, this song has been on my playlist, right? Yeah. And as years go by, it only been the last like 10 years that I you listen to the lyrics. And it's yeah. like, what the fuck? That's deep. Uh, so the song's called Silhouettes by Smile Empty Soul. And that's the band Smile Empty Soul.
1: Text that look, to me and I'll listen, listen
0: to it. to that song. Oh, my God. It's like, I don't want to live like my father. I don't want to give up before I die. And I don't want to live up, and I don't want to live like my mother. I don't want to let fear rule my life.
1: Right. Oh, my God. Okay. See, you think I'm rough and tough. until you say something like that, and you're going to make me cry on your podcast.
0: Hey, that's my Dave Skylark moment. Okay. Has anyone other than Jenny ever seen you cry?
1: At work or in?
0: Any? Hey, no. Yeah. No. No. Fuck. I don't want that to be a Dave Skylark moment. You've seen the interview, right? No. You've never seen the interview? No. Wait, so... Wow. Um. Fuck. They. Eminem came out as gay on his show. And, what? And that Eminem is not real. It's a movie. Oh. Eminem came out as gay on his show, and he's like. Eminem is gay, yes, this is the greatest, he did it on my show, and I had a lot of people tell me a lot of things that they'd never told anyone or or anything like that, and like, yeah. that's my Eminem is gay moment, that's my Dave Skylark moment.
1: Right, okay, yeah. no, well, yeah. let's not, we nah. won't do that no, now. No, we won't do that one, we won't do that <laughs> No.
0: One. Well. I, I won't keep you too long. It's 10 o'clock, so uh, yes. I get a call on my wife too and say goodnight. This has been a lot of fun. I, I really, thank you for coming on. I, I really enjoyed that. So
1: I did too. I didn't know what to expect.
0: Because I do
1: I. see your TikToks. Um, so I didn't know if it was going to be super bratty and like back and forth, but I think that it was really more deep than anything, actually. Hell
0: yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And I never plan and I don't take notes because like i like to be just as surprised as people listening and um the f- natural flow of the conversation helps things go we get into a lot of pokemon conversations like pokemon comes up <laughs> a lot a lot a lot
1: okay and i'm the wrong person for pokemon i don't know about pokemon i don't even watch tv so you're like
0: you're 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 40 right 38
1: 42
0: 42 that's a little bit above you, right? They're below you, or I don't know that. You're, you're a little bit on from that. Yeah. Here, here's something that'll blow your mind. We'll end it here, okay? We'll end it here after I say this. Everyone thinks midlife crisis is like 50, because 100 is like average age. Yeah. But most people live to be 70 to 80. So right. m- midlife is actually 35 to 40. Whoa. Well, we're half dead.
1: We're oh on more levels than
0: one, yes. Uh, and inside, I'm fully dead. So, yeah, not really. No, okay, not really. Okay. Uh, this has been fun. Thanks for coming this, on.
1: Yeah, you bet. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, hey, Mo. You stay frosty.
1: Uh, done. Cheers.
0: <laughs> Have a good night. Yeah, you too.